Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, weekday mornings at 6am on London DAB Digital Radio and on demand via the Bloomberg Business App and BloombergRadio.com. And joining us now to discuss is Richard Donnell, who's Executive Director for Research at Zoopla. Richard, great to have you with us this morning. So the average discount now 2.4%. Talk us through the direction of where that is going. What's been the trend in terms of how that discount has evolved? Yeah, good morning. Um, well, look, ever since the mini budget, um, there's been quite a big sort of fallout for demand in the UK housing market. Um, demand's down 44% um, in the last six weeks or so. And sales have actually fallen by a less amount. But in order to achieve a sale, sellers are having to be um, you know, more realistic about the price uh, they can achieve as buyers get more concerned about the outlook for mortgage rates. And so the last 18 months or so, we've seen sellers effectively getting close to 100% of the asking price they put their house on the market at. And as you say, in the last few weeks, in order to get sales, um, sellers are having to get access bigger discounts. So um, we expect that gap to widen. I think if the gap gets towards 5 or 6%, then that's actually more consistent with prices actually falling at a headline level. Richard, is it not just people pricing in a discount knowing that people are going to want to bag a deal or feel like they've bagged a deal? Well, the discount to asking is effectively, you know, they're going to, that's what they have to accept to get a price. I think there's a wider story happening, slightly separate, which is, you know, 20, yeah, quarter of all homes listed on Zoopla have had their price reduced um, since the mini budget, um, 11% by more than 5%. So I think sellers, you're absolutely right, are realizing that the market dynamics have changed. And if you're serious about moving, you you have to adjust your price. And I think, the greater and deeper the repricing of asking prices, then um, the more that supports the market in the first part of 2023. Okay. Um, I'm wondering in terms of mortgage offers, we've been talking a lot about, of course, increased mortgage costs, a huge factor in this. People have mortgage offers from before rates went through the roof over the mini budget. They're going to expire in the next few months. Is there a cliff edge approaching there? Well, there definitely is, uh, and I think that's one of the reasons we've seen such a big, you know, drop in new new interest from buyers. If you haven't got a mortgage and you're not serious about moving, then you're sort of almost step back from the market. I think it could all, there's going to be a step up in mortgage rates. I think yeah, one of the key numbers for us is sort of where the where the mortgage rates, you know, for say a five year fixed rate start at the beginning of next year. You know, we've seen the five year swap rate uh, fall quite significantly since the mini budget. I think it's just under four percent now. So I think you know, we're expecting mortgage rates um, to start in the sort of 4.75 to 5% um, area in January. Um, that's still much more than people were paying earlier this year, but it's much better than 6.5%. So I think you know demand's definitely going to be weaker in the first part of next year. 
Um, but again, I think consumers are probably going to have to accept um, it's how quickly consumers accept that, you know, four to five percent mortgage rates are the norm, not one to two percent that we've seen in, in recent years. And how big of a house price correction do you see in 2023 and how long do you think it will take? Uh, I think um, we think house we think UK headline house prices will fall by up to five percent. I think it could be above that in in London, the south of England, because um, that's where higher mortgage rates are going to hit affordability the most. Um, and I think I don't think it's about prices rebounding. I think we're just set for a prolonged period now of just of low house price inflation um, as the market adjusts to. Uh, to, to higher borrowing costs, basically. But we just don't see where the forced sellers are coming through from to sort of really push prices lower. Slightly more optimistic about transaction volumes. We think they're going to fall next year to 1 million. Um, but I think, you know, pandemic factors, the bo- bo- boom in retirement, cost of living pressures, there's a rapid increase in rents is going to keep sort of first-time buyers coming to the market. So we see less downside for transaction volumes, surprisingly. Um, and uh, But yes, overall prices down 5% next year. And Richard, very nerdily, I've been looking back through previous house price corrections. And in the 1950s, what's interesting is that a spike in unemployment isn't a prerequisite for house prices to fall. I wonder whether this time, even if the recession doesn't get so bad that loads of people lose their jobs, could you still see what you're talking about, this 5% correction? How tied is it to, to unemployment? Well, I think interestingly, the, I mean, unemployment is going to go up, but the labour market still remains um, pretty tight. I think, you know, the big, other big differences for me, banks, you know, retail banks are ring fenced now. Their, their businesses, mortgage lending, um, you know, their profits are going to increase off the back of rates going up. And so, you know, they're expected to sort of work with customers, I think. So banks banks um, have a slightly different approach to working with mortgage customers when they fall into difficulties. That could mean moving people onto interest only, extending terms, etc. So I think, um, it, you know, every every recession is different. Uh, but I think, you know, it's, you're right, we don't have to see unemployment going up. I think unemployment rising fast is a, is, a, is quite important. Uh, and I also think how much house prices almost rise and get overpriced in the run up to a downturn is also important to the sort of subsequent downside. So that's why we're at that sort of minus 5% next year, but it's a prolonged period of low growth thereafter. When you talk about a million property transactions next year, how much of a fall is that? And I'm wondering, is that people just deciding not to sell, take their take their properties off the market? Are you seeing that already being played out in the data? No, I think so. Look, a million a million sales next year is is going to be down about twenty percent, twenty five percent from the one point three this year, um, and. Um, Again, we haven't had a lot of, you know, the pandemic has led to a lot of movement. Um, again, there's a debate about how how sort of unnecessary all that movement was. But I think a lot of it is sort of life related, people wanting to relocate to different areas. Um, we're actually seeing more homes coming on the market at the moment. I, I still think there's a, this, uh, you know, there's a, there's a group of people still interested in moving, would like to move, not for speculative reasons, but purely for life stage regions. Say this big spike in retirement that we've seen, um, cost of living pressures, um, people that want to buy because they want to avoid very high rental growth, thinking, well, I can be more flexible in where I live. So I think, um, you know, we could have marked down transactions more, um, you know, um, after the global financial crisis, I think transactions got down to 850,000. So we still see an underlying desire of households to move, um, but it's certainly going to be much lower than it has been in the last couple of years. And Richard, what, if anything, do you want the government to do about all this? Because it seems every time the government in- intervenes in the housing market, someone loses. 
That's right. I think. Um, well, I think the, the main message is we want the government to create a sort of just a, st- a stable economic background um, for the housing market to operate in. Um, I think that that's the most important thing. Um, uh, I think um, you know, that 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 is the most important thing. I think the most the other thing is really to increase housing supply. You know, we need to get more homes built in this country. Um, we've got a real the bigger crisis in the housing market is in the rental market so we need policies around you know what is the role of the rented sector in a healthy housing market and we also need to get more homes built as well as having a a stable economy bloomberg daybreak europe weekday mornings at 6 a.m on london dab digital radio and on demand via the bloomberg business app and bloombergradio.com The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.